of Acts. And um, it's been exciting because we always notice that whenever you really speak about the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, or the book of Acts, um, you, you, you just, you experience the Holy Spirit coming in to each and every service and in, in, in different ways. Sometimes it comes in in power. Sometimes he comes in in worship. Sometimes uh, there's, there's uh, a lot of praising. Sometimes there's a lot of worshiping. And it's just really, just really fantastic how, how his spirit just comes and blesses. And last time, at the end of chapter 2, we ended up with a lot of people were coming to know the Lord. And that was about 3,000 that time. So we would say, since it said 3,000, then there had to be, I guess, 3,120, because the 120 were were there, and then the three thousand were there, and and as we go through the book of Acts, we will see, we will see um, just so many thousands and thousands of people, Jewish people, coming to know their Messiah, and then um, and then in the book of Acts, the beauty of it is that it starts off with it starts off with. Uh, the, the Jewish people coming to know Messiah, and then we have the people not born Jewish coming to know Messiah, and how beautiful it is that he's creating a body, a beautiful, wonderful, wonderful body. Now, in those days, it was Yeshua right before um, before the book of Acts, at the time when Yeshua was here, what did he think, what did he call the people? He called them, he called them an evil and adulterous generation. An evil and adulterous generation. Now, we couldn't understand that because our generation is so awesome and wonderful and pure. <laughs> I mean, when you think about that we have gone to infanticide, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. I can't even believe people, people would, would say that. I can't, it, there are certain things people wouldn't say in public, and I, I, I just can't I can't believe leaders can can ju can just speak about infanticide. It's terrible, and um, many many people then had seen Yeshua, or they heard of his miracles and or they saw some of the miracles or they saw and heard of his resurrection 
and then his ascension. So you figure it's kind of a little bit easier when you can see all of what's going on. But I believe that, again, in this generation now, this wonderful and pure and great generation of people, I, I think that now God is going to really start showing his power through we, his witnesses, through we, his, the people who believe in him. Because God loves everyone. He loves every single person who's he, whom, whom he has created. And he desires each and every person to live with him forever and ever. And know how, no matter how evil a person is, they have the... They, God gives them that chance to turn around, to repent, to turn around and be changed. And so in those days people were seeing and they were grasping the idea and they were grasping the hem of his garment. And holding on to him, even when he had already ascended, they were spiritually grasping that seat seat. But many people didn't believe because of false reports. Now we all know about false reports. If anyone has ever slandered you and, and said that you've said things or, or, didn't, or didn't say things and then, and then um, it, that gossip spreads like wildfire, people are believing evil reports, false reports. And in Exodus 23, verses 1 to 3, it says... Do not spread a false report. This is the Torah. Do not join hands with the wicked by becoming a malicious witness. Do not, and do not follow a crowd to do evil. Do not follow a crowd to do evil. And then it says, nor are you to testify in a case to follow a crowd and pervert, and pervert justice. So think about the false reports, what they've done to Moses and um, for, because of the gossip with Moses, Moses got so angry that he struck the rock twice and he couldn't enter into the promised land because, because of that. And think about Yeshua. Yeshua, God himself, God himself came as a man. He was man and God, man and God at the same time It's doing that. Man and God 
at the same time. And people actually saw the miracles that he did, saw, knew him, believed in him. And then, then because of the false reports, they said, oh, I'm hearing he's of the devil. And so they didn't believe. So think about Moses, think about Yeshua, how those false reports are so evil. But through the Holy Spirit, we can be more righteous and through the Holy Spirit we can be more loving and through the Holy Spirit we can just trust as Silas spoke about, you spoke about trusting with, with finances. We need to, and, and we agree with you, we all need to trust in finances, but we have to trust in every single way of our life. We must trust God. Now, what we read was now Peter and John, verse, verse beginning at verse one, were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the time of prayer. A man lame from birth was being carried every day they used to put him at the temple gate called Beautiful so he could beg for Sadaka from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive Sadaka. But Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, look at us. Now, firstly, what does, am I, is, 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 is it something I'm doing? Is it something this? I have no idea. Oh. It's something with a transmitter on that side. Something with a transmitter on this side, okay. Well, um. Oh, that's right. The Holy Spirit is giving me static. <laughs> Testing, testing. Okay, fine. Okay. So they were going up to the temple at the ninth hour. Does the ninth hour mean anything to you? What does it mean? What's that? Yeshua what? Yeshua surrendered at the ninth and, and what's so special about the ninth hour? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Well, yes, that is the time the lamb died. But what, there's something else that was special that right, right, it happens at that time. There was a service. It was a prayer service at that time. Three o'clock in the afternoon was always the Mincha service. There's a Shacharit service. 
in the morning, Mincha in the afternoon, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we have the Ma'ariv, the evening prayer service. So they were going up to pray. You see, it says a time of prayer. They were going up, they were going up to pray. Who else prayed three times a day? Daniel, that's right, that's right. And so, then as I read, Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, look at us. Why do you think he said, look at us? Because he wanted, he, Peter wanted, Kepha wanted, wanted the man who was lame and was going there was uh, was lame and 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 would be begging because he was lame from birth. Wanted him to look straight at him. He wanted his attention, and he said, "Look at us. Do we look like we can give you any money?" And so the man gave his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And he thought he would receive silver or gold. And Kepha said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do give to you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach HaNatsrati, get up and walk. And then grabbing him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately the man's feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping, uh, jumping up, he stood and began walking and went with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. And that's what we expect to happen now in our time. Because things are getting so bad that it's actually good. Good for the Lord's kingdom. Because people will cry out to God more now than ever. And, God, and they will receive the Messiah of Israel. And they will have eternal life. And that is just so Awesome. So, then, grabbing him, verse 7, by the right hand, he raised him up. His ankles were, were strong, walking and leaping. And now all the people saw him. And... And they were walking, they saw him walking and praising God, and they began to realize he was the one who used to sit begging for Siddhaka at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and astonishment over what happened to him. What do you think the first miracle in the body of Messiah is? Or was? The first miracle that was in the body of Messiah. The first recorded miracle in the body of Messiah. What? Water to wine. No. 
<laughs> but that's what everyone would say. That's the first miracle we saw Yeshua do. Oh, I don't know about you, but I wasn't there. <laughs> so I didn't see him do it, but we know that he did. We read that he did. But the first miracle in the body of Messiah is the one we just read about. About the lame man from birth being healed. And you would say, but there were so many other miracles. Right. And Yeshua did many, 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 many miracles. As, as it says in Scripture, if it were all written down, it wouldn't fit in the Bible. There would be books and books and books of his miracles. But when did the body of Messiah begin? Shavuot. Right. And when was Shavuot? In chapter 2. <laughs> okay. So, so this is chapter 3. And they were, that's why they were all there at the temple. So this was the beginning of the whole body of Messiah. Now, in, in, in churches, it's not called the body of Messiah, it's called the church. We don't call it the church, we call it the body of Messiah, the, all the believers. And so this is the first mir recorded miracle in the body of Messiah. Now, verse... Verse 11 says, while he was clinging to Peter and John, or Kepha and Yochanan, all the people together came running toward them in the place called Solomon's portico. But when Kepha saw, he responded to the people, and he said, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Think about it. They were amazed but why were they amazed? They should have believed in it. They knew the scriptures. And so he said, why do you stare at us? As if by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk. And then, Kephas said, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Yeshua, the one you handed over and disowned before Pilate, though he had decided to release him. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. It wasn't, and I, I read this in um, Dr. Stern's commentary, um, it wasn't, accidental it wasn't accidental that that he said that it was that he came he came to the temple at that time because of the mincha service the prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon and the central prayer of that service is what we read here every Shabbat, the Amidah. 
Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Velohei Avoteinu Elohei Avraham Elohei Yitzchak Velohei Yaakov. Blessed is he, the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And so he's speaking a very Jewish thing to Jewish people. And we have to understand that because we're talking about the body of Messiah. And the body of Messiah, um, when, when most of us as Jewish people come to know the Messiah, we, we believe, but we think it's a very Christian thing. But it's not a very Christian thing. It is a very Jewish thing to believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. Even though, at this point, most of our Jewish people are not believers yet. But it's a very Jewish thing. Because who were the ones who read and was spoke that God spoke to, and that God spoke to through Moses and said, "I will raise up a prophet for you, one like Moses, and he will, whatever he says, you will be required to follow." So, and as we know, not one of us has been able to follow it because every single person has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that's why we need the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. He writes the laws on our heart and enables us to follow the Word of God better not perfectly. We're not perfect. And we won't be perfect until we all live with God for the um, first in, in the thousand years and then with Him for, et for eternity. But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God of our Fathers and the one, who, the and Yeshua is the one that we handed over. We, because every single one of us was there. Maybe not in physical presence. Well, not maybe not. Not in physical presence, but we were there in spiritual presence. We were part of Yeshua because he knew who he created and he created all of us. So it's exciting. It is exciting hearing all of this and seeing the work of the Ruach HaKodesh. And then verse 14, but you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. 
You killed the author of life, the one God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of it. Now through faith in the name of Yeshua, his name has strengthened this man whom you see and know. Indeed, the faith through Yeshua has given this man perfect health in front of you all. So he's saying, yes, this man since birth was lame. But because of the name of Yeshua, and the name of Yeshua is, that doesn't mean just the name. It means what that name is all about. And the name of Yeshua is about salvation. It's about, about God's power. It's about the fire of God. It's about the authority of God. And each and every one of us has that spirit within us. That's the spirit of the spirit of Yeshua, the spirit of the Ruach HaKodesh, of the Holy Spirit. That's what's in us. Lives within us ever since we've become a believer. So we have to get excited about this. Now brothers, verse 17, he says, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your leaders did. But what God foretold through the mouth of all his prophets... That his Messiah was to suffer, so he has fulfilled, repent, and therefore return, so your sins might be blotted out, so times of relief might come from the presence of Adonai, and he might send Yeshua, the Messiah, appointed for you. Heaven must receive him until the time of restoration of all things that God spoke about long ago through the mouth of his holy prophets. Moses said, Adonai, your God, will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. Hear and obey him in all that he shall say to you, and it shall be that every soul that will not listen to that prophet shall be completely cut off from the people. The prophet is a Jewish prophet. The prophet is Yeshua. The prophet is Adonai. He is Lord who came as a prophet, who came as the Messiah, who came because he loved us. He came because he loves every single person on this earth. And that's why he said, be disciples unto the nations. Judea and Samaria and the rest of the world. And that same spirit, the power, the fire, the authority of God, that same spirit lives within us. So, how do we 
use this spirit? How can we, how can we move forward? We move forward through faith. Through faith in the Holy One of Israel. And faith that his word is true. And he has given us his spirit. Faith that God raised up his servant and sent him first to to, as, as he says in verse 26, sent them first to you to bless you by all, by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Each and every one of us has had to repent and turn from our wicked ways. We have that authority within us. So let us get excited that when we see all these horrible things happening in our society, let us get excited that we are witnesses of the one who has come, who was, who is, and who will come again. Let us get excited that we have his spirit living within us. And um, <laughs> let us get excited about that. And let us trust God in all things. Trust God and know that he's filled us up. And in spite of how it looks in the physical realm, let us know that he's there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And he will be our God and, and that power and authority and salvation and fire will live within us because he will never leave us nor forsake us. Let us stand in faith and let us, every one of us, stand up right now and say, God, God. Hashem, Hashem, Yeshua, Yeshua. I, believe. I believe. I believe in you, and I thank you that you will never leave me, nor forsake me, and the power of the Ruach HaKodesh lives within me forever and ever. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah.